Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Here we go, NHL tonight. No score early in the second period between Calgary and Toronto. After the first, Boston with a 2-1 edge on the Penguins. Second period, Panthers up 1-0 on the Kings. Islanders lead the Rangers 1-zip. Canadians with a 2-1 cushion on the Flyers. Blue Jackets leading the Hurricanes 1-0. After the first period, Capitals 2-zip lead on the Devils. Ovechkin both goals, one of them on the power play. He now has 30 on the season. And with about five minutes left in the first period, the Golden Knights with Peter DeBoer on the bench leading the Ottawa Senators 1-0. Shots 14-6 in favor of the Knights. Stastny, the only goal in the game. He now has 13 on the season. Busy night tonight. Several games coming up later as well, including the Coyotes and the Canucks. And that one will affect the Edmonton Oilers one way or the other. If the Coyotes win, they move further ahead of the Oilers. In the Pacific Division standings, if Vancouver wins, they could jump ahead of the Oilers. Vancouver with 54 points, Vegas with 54 points. They have a lead in their game. Calgary and Edmonton both with 55, and Arizona with 57. The Oilers, the only team of those five not playing tonight. Edmonton's next game will be on Saturday. Final one before the bye week and the All-Star break. It's on 6.30, Chad, 11.30 a.m. for the face-off show, and the puck will drop at 11. From practice today, looks like Mike Smith will once again be the goaltender for that game but we will know tomorrow after the Oilers practice thank you so much for tuning in it's eight minutes after six my name is Reed Wilkins inside sports on Oilers and Eskimos radio 630 Chet in about an hour you'll hear from Eskimos quarterback Trevor Harris as uh, he's in town to do a little bit of work and hang out with new head coach Scott Milanovic they worked together earlier in their careers in Toronto and Harris very excited to have Milanovic at the helm of the team and the offense. Harris will also give us a look ahead to this weekend's conference championship games in the National Football League. Kellen, you know what we'll have to do tomorrow? Make make a note of this. Make mm-hmm. uh, make either. A, I'm actually going to write it down. You can probably make a mental note. Tomorrow we have sure. to do our predictions. Oh yeah, and it's one of those weekends where we'll get people to, to text in their predictions as well. AFC, NFC, usual rules. All wrong predictions are just somehow lost and or forgotten. But if you're right, you will be applauded. Are we making a Pro Bowl predi- prediction too? No, we're no? not going to do the Pro Bowl. I'm not <laughs> even going to joke about doing a Pro Bowl prediction. I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to riff on that. Okay. The Pro Bowl will not be discussed. Gotcha. Well, actually, I'm not here next week anyway. So Fair I enough. won't even have to worry about avoiding discussing it. We may touch on it once, but that's it. No, we're not going to touch on it. Good. It's been touched on enough. The worst of all all-star games. You think the NHL, at least the NHL went to three-on-three in its all-star format. The Pro Bowl, is it basically touch football? I think it's basically touch football. Anyway, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. This portion of the show presented by Furnace Family. Experience the Furnace Family difference. Your furnace replacement specialist with over 500 five-star Google reviews. Call 7804-FAMILY or visit furnacefamily.com. 
gmail.com. Okay, so Oilers practicing uh, today. Caleb Jones yesterday afternoon signed that contract extension, two-year deal. It'll keep him with the Oilers until the summer of 2022. Very, very affordable contract. Cap hit of $825,000 per season. Dave Tippett, head coach on Caleb Jones. He's got, uh, got to play quite a bit. I like his skating. He moves the puck pretty well. He continues to grow with the experience. He, he's getting to be a better and better defender. Um, I like the flexibility of him. He can play right and left side. I'm actually, there's, I would rather see them guy, you know, the defensemen play on their, on their regular sides, but to have somebody that has the flexibility is a strong attribute to have. So he has that. Um, and the thing I like about him, he's a, he's a young player. He's still willing to learn. Like, he's got lots of growth left in him. And Kenny, uh, you know, he's continuing to do his evaluation on all our young players. And thought it was the right time to lock him up. And you could tell by the smile on Cable's face out there in practice today, he was happy about it too. So it's all good. <laughs> Yeah, good deal for Caleb Jones. Good deal for the Oilers. Uh, you know, I, I think they're they're pretty stocked with with depth defensemen. They could certainly use uh, maybe a player or two at the higher end. We'll see if Bouchard or Broberg are able to evolve into those roles over the next well, probably one to three years. I would think Bouchard has a chance, to, a very good chance, to be on the team at the start of next season. Broberg, I think, we're uh, you know a, a year or two down the road, and you know Clefbaum's going to be here a while. I think uh, some other players. We might see what happens with contracts, buyouts, trades. But Caleb Jones has come in. He has done his job. Ethan Bear is going to need a new contract as well. He's been very good. I, I see Jones probably more as a, a bottom-pairing defenseman. Ethan Bear more as a middle-pairing defenseman who could potentially help the power play as well if needed. They haven't thrown that responsibility at him quite yet. But we are seeing some younger players push their way onto the Oilers roster and push their way up to the depth chart. A huge weakness for the Oilers, and we've talked about this several times. Going back really to the early 80s, the Oilers have not drafted very well. So we're hoping the last three or four years, uh, maybe some draft picks are going to pan out a little better. Both Jones and Bear were drafted the same year as Connor McDavid. A player like McDavid is going to jump in and contribute immediately. Other players might take a while. But Tippett says Caleb Jones, he has indeed played well enough to, to stick around in the NHL. You recognize you got to relax and play better, but not relax and say, okay, I made it now, right? There's still lots of growing yet to do. So he's a young player that uh, will continue to get better. But, you know, in his mind, he should be thinking, hey, I've taken a step. Now it's about earn the right to have the next contract, you know, and being a regular NHL player and, and a regular NHL contributor in a position that's hard to, hard to play in the NHL. All right, so a little bit there from Dave Tippett on Caleb Jones. And, and I still think, you know, potentially Jones could still play some games in the minors, could still be a healthy scratch. Matt Benning's probably going to come back, well, maybe even right on the 29th in that first game back against Calgary as he's been uh, getting over some concussion issues for the last several weeks. I, I still think the, the best six defensemen that the Oilers have right now and the best way that they can align, men, align them is Clefbaum with Larson, Nurse with Bear, and then Chris Russell with Matt Benning. 
And, and again, I don't think all six of those defensemen are going to be back next season. And you'll have younger guys like Jones, maybe Lagason, maybe Bouchard pushing to play in those spots. But I, I think one of the, the positives for the Oilers this season is that we have seen recent draft picks able to come up and make an impact. A, they're not being asked to do too much because the Oilers have players slotted in higher in the lineup. And, uh, and, 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 you know, B, they've been seasoned in the minors. They're, these are guys who've been drafted two, three, four, five years ago, and they've had some seasoning. They're not being rushed, and they know what to do. They know how to be professionals. And I think that goes up front as well for uh, Kyler Yamamoto. And he's going to tell you a little bit about somebody in the minors who had a big influence on him. And Yamamoto, who was drafted in 2017, gets thrust right into a second-line role and he's been contributing, playing with Nugent Hopkins and Dreisaitl. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's an awesome, um, it's awesome to get called up, and especially to play with those two guys. Those guys are um, unbelievable. So, anytime you guys play like those guys, um, you definitely want to stick with them and um, you know try to do anything you can. They have offensive instincts as you do, and and how they see the ice. But what have you learned even in this short time about maybe some of the passing lanes they see? I mean, you probably always have to be ready to get the puck. Oh, yeah. Um, even when you're not expecting it, they can still thread that needle, um, you know, for that pass. So you just always got to be ready and um, you always support the puck. Um, you know, it's one thing they always taught me. Um, you know, it's just always expecting and always, um, you know, be supporting the puck a lot. You've talked about your time in Bakersfield and some of the vets there that helped you. Brad Malone is one guy you've mentioned. I just want to get a little more detail on that. You know how does how did that relationship form and and what are some of the things he really taught you uh you know he kind of just took me under his wing um this year um you know when i went down to bakersfield um you know he's one of the best vets um you know i ever played with um you know just as a teammate standpoint and as a friend um you know he's taught me a lot just i roomed with him on the road so um you know just being able to you know take notes how he prepares for games um you know he takes care of his body just, you know kind of stuff like that um you know, he's really helped me out a lot um this year and um, you know, very thankful for him. Not a huge age difference, but he's he's a, a little bit older. But that was never an obstacle or anything. Nope, nope. Uh, you know, it treats me. He's I swear he's a, he's a kid at heart. Um, but you know, um, you know, he's an awesome guy. Um, you know, doesn't look at that age difference. Just treats me like uh, another man. And um, you know, is uh, you know, give a lot of a lot of props to him. He's uh, one of the again one of the best vets I've uh, you know ever came encounter with. You know, and he's obviously in a situation where he spent kind of a lot of his career up and down but he's he's been obviously advocating for you and some of the other young guys to do the right things and stay up here yes um big time um you know one thing he told me he's like uh you know i'd love to see you again but uh, i don't want to see you again um you know i hope you stick up there so uh, for him to say that you know it means a lot um but you know we would go golfing all the time and you know just kind of kick back uh you know away from the rink so it was uh, good and um you know i uh, definitely love that guy who's a better golfer Oh, him for sure. He's unbelievable. He's a close. He's close to like, uh, um, good. Close to scratch golf. Yeah, scratch yeah. golfer. That's yeah. Awesome. So yeah, no, he's good. He can he can smash a ball. I mean, yeah, I'm like ah, I'm close, but not that close. That is Kyler Yamamoto telling you a little bit about Brad Malone and his influence on Yamamoto while with the Bakersfield Condors. And by the way, we're going to have Malone on the show after the 6.30 News telling you a, a little bit about he, how he sees his role helping to bring along the younger players and his relationship with Yamamoto. It's going to be a really good interview. But, uh, you know, Dave Tippett knows that Malone is helping out the players on the farm. Those veteran guys down there, and especially a guy like Brad that, He's, you know, he knows, he's spent enough time in the NHL where he knows what it takes to be here. He knows the commitment it takes, but 
uh, it speaks volumes about a guy like that that's willing to take these young guys under their wing and mentor them a little bit and are really happy for them when they do get their shot at the NHL. So as an organization, those guys are invaluable. you got to have those guys to, to help you along the way. And, you know, you have player development people and you have coaches and management people you can talk to, but the guys right there side by side in the trenches with them on the bench or in practice or in games or those guys have a big impact on young players. And you've got to ensure you've got good people there to, to help your young players grow. All right, a little bit there from Dave Tippett. And as I said, Brad Malone will join us between 6.30 and 7 tonight. Uh, another big story going on in the world of sports. And Mike Johnson, Edmontonian, former Major League pitcher, played for the Expos. Remember them? He's going to join us later on tonight as well. And more fallout from this sign-stealing scandal involving the uh, Houston Astros. Carlos Beltran, no longer the manager of the New York Mets, he did not manage a single game, but uh, this comes uh, after Boston cut ties with Alex Cora, who was with Houston in 2017 when Beltran was playing for the Astros. Beltran was the only player named in the Major League Baseball report, so uh, he's gone. So Mike Johnson's going to tell us what, what he thinks of all this and how players might deal with if they thought another team was, was stealing signs. Might you, what could you do on the field? Uh, what would teammates think of this? Now, the Astros obviously took it to another level, and I don't think we're done with this. There's also, you may have seen some of the video online today and some of the tweets that some people believe, allege, that Jose Altuve was wearing some sort of a device attached to his chest that buzzed during games to let him know what pitches were coming, including... Uh, the game-winning home run in a playoff game that sent the Astros into the World Series. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Major League Baseball has said they, you know, they ruled out any sort of that sort of electronic communication, but we're going to see how how deep this goes. So Mike Johnson will offer some firsthand opinion on this later on. Ninth of the season, the Flames lead the Maple Leafs 1-0 with seven minutes left in the second period. Full scoreboard coming up out of the 6.30 news and weather. Oh, that weather. What do we got? Minus 34 with the wind chill right now. Uh, cold tomorrow, cold Saturday, kind of cold Sunday. Might actually creep up above zero on Monday. But, man, it has been a brutal week. Something to talk about even for those of you, if you're like me, who've you know lived in or near Edmonton all your life. It's still remarkable how cold it has been. So along those lines, I, I got a little romantic. I got a little mushy. I got a little misty-eyed. I got a love letter to Old Man Winter.
old man winter. I love you. Even though you can be very frigid. I love your dedication and commitment, though I feel you've taken things a bit far. Wouldn't minus 20 have been enough to show you still have all this power? I mean, minus 40 necessary, really? Old man winter, we've had such a long relationship. When I was in grade one, you made sure my tongue stuck to that metal pole. And only yesterday, you helped my car not start. How thoughtful. Yeah, I love you for being reliable, old man winter. Sometimes I think maybe you aren't going to visit, but sure enough, you always turn up whether you're invited or not. Yeah, make yourself at home, old man winter. Would you like some more ice cubes for your hot chocolate? Oh, excellent, you brought your own. Oh, it's awesome to see you again, old man winter. Did you notice I've lost some weight? Oh, I guess you can't tell underneath my jacket, vest, sweater, and undershirt. I love how you make me go through my entire wardrobe, often in one day. Ah, old man Winter, I want to believe that underneath your frosty exterior, you have a warm and loving soul. You do make us appreciate summer and the value of spending time indoors, whether we want to or not. So yeah, I love you, old man Winter. You miserable bastard. Thanks to Foreigner for coming in just to play the backing track live there. Pretty nice of them, eh, Kellen? They are good people. Good band. There it is to Old Man Winter, who will be taking a step back next week, which will be nice. We will keep plowing forward. On Inside Sports, Brad Malone from the Bakersfield Condors. He'll talk some Yamamoto, talk some Benson. Eskimos quarterback Trevor Harris between 7 and 7.30. Don't forget, go to the contest page on 630Ched.com. Look for the Skate with a King contest. In honor of Minor Hockey Week, 630 Ched and Global News want to give a minor hockey team a big experience at their next on-ice practice. They'll bring a couple of Edmonton Oil Kings players to skate with your team. And the winning team also gets tickets for the entire team to an upcoming Oil Kings game that is Skate with a King. Go to the contest page on 630Ched.com. Seidel and Yamamoto. Next action for the Oilers is on Saturday. It's a 1 o'clock start at Rogers Place. Our face-off show here on 6.30 Ched will commence at 11.30 in the morning. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is 6.34 NHL tonight. Still 1-0 Calgary in Toronto late in the second period. Also in the second Boston up 2-1 on Pittsburgh. Panthers leading the Kings 2-zip. Rangers and Islanders in a 1-1 tie. The struggling Montreal Canadiens with a 3-1 lead on the Philadelphia Flyers. 3-1 Capitals up on the Devils. Ovechkin two goals tonight, now 30 on the season. Second period as well, 1-1 Hurricanes and Blue Jackets. And the Golden Knights with new coach Peter DeBoer behind the bench. A 1-0 edge on the Ottawa Senators. In the first period, Anaheim up 2-zip on the Predators. And it's scoreless about 12 minutes into the game between the Lightning and the Wild. Later on tonight, Arizona is at Vancouver. The Sharks take on the Avalanche. And Buffalo is at Dallas. That is your look at the NHL standings. Oil Kings home games on uh, Friday and Sunday. They remain one of the top teams 
in uh, the Canadian Hockey League. Norman, a combine. Text again. He says, hey, Reed, I went to the Pro Bowl in Phoenix. Brutal. Highlight was getting to see J.J. Watt play on the offensive side of the ball. Ha-ha, that is Norm in a combine. And uh, Lyle says, I just love this modern weather forecasting technology we had. I have tire chains on the farm truck to get through the snow and up the hill. 50 years ago, I probably would have taken them off this week. But with this forecast coming, I can just leave them on because next week I'm going to need them to get through the mud at the bottom of the hill. That is Lyle texting in 780-496-0063. That is also the number to call. And Lyle, thank you very much for the uh, weather-related tweet. We have a weather-related love letter or a text. We can get a weather-related text as well. Much appreciated. 780-496-0063 is indeed the number to call. Oilers uh, practicing today. Uh, we'll get a better sense of uh, of the line combinations tomorrow at practice, so I won't go too deep into that today. I would expect we'll see a very similar, if not identical, lineup to the one that beat Nashville on Tuesday. I would expect Mike Smith to once again be the goaltender, it's, and he is he is really coming on. He is really looking good, really looking comfortable. He is he is such an interesting goaltender to watch. I, I obviously have seen him play in the league for several years. And I, I saw him play a fair amount with Calgary the past two seasons. And I was always interested watching him because he's so athletic and he's very frenetic in the net, very active. And he would make so many incredibly athletic saves. And then he would let in a goal where it looked like the puck was shot right at him and he hopped out of the way. And we've seen some of those moments with the Oilers this season. But he's one of those goaltenders, and it and it defies what a lot of modern goaltenders do. He is not a quiet goaltender in the net. He's not one of those goaltenders where you watch him and say he just looks dialed in. The pucks are hitting him. He's not moving a lot. He's not flopping around. Mike Smith is the exact opposite. He's roaming around. He's stopping pucks on shoot-ins. He's faking passes he's delaying he's baiting four checkers to come up to him before he passes off the puck he's yeah am i going to cover it am i going to keep it free after he makes a save he's doing the round the world to hot dog a little bit after making a save with his glove the uh you know might be a little deep in his net and then make you nervous when he angles off a rebound to the corner but it just seems to me the the more active mike smith is the better he's playing and that is the exact opposite of most goaltenders heck maybe even all goaltenders currently playing in the nhl but it's working for him right now koskinen was was the better goaltender through uh the first half of the season and i don't think koskinen is not playing because he's playing poorly he was in net for the for the uh seven five weird game against the new york rangers where the oilers almost blew it thought koskinen made some good saves in that game he was a losing goaltender in calgary on saturday uh, you know, probably slightly outplayed by Cam Talbot, but I wouldn't say it was a bad start by Miko Koskinen. But, but right now they're leaning on Smith, and that was something I wasn't sure they were going to be doing again as the season went on. Because let's face it, Smith is at that age, that point in his career where you wonder, okay, at what point is he just not going to get it back? Right now he has it back, and uh, the Oilers are going to need it as they pursue a playoff spot down the stretch. They're also going to need guys like Kyler Yamamoto to contribute. Maybe somebody like Tyler Benson comes up from the farm in the next few weeks to discuss life on the farm and mentoring some of those younger players. We welcome to Inside Sports from the Condors veteran forward Brad Malone. Brad, welcome back to the show. How are you? 
you doing? Doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's nice to have you on the show again. It's always good to catch up with you. How is life in Bakersfield? Everybody here is talking about the cold weather. I assume that's not the case in Bakersfield. Yeah. No, the complete opposite. We're, uh, we're praising it right now. So, uh, yeah, there's uh, been a couple comments kind of shaded your way about uh, the situation you guys got with the weather. I know it's... Uh, it's not very fun, but we're enjoying what we got going on here. And uh, if you're going to be in the minors, you might as well be in the sun. <laughs> right. Well, well, there you go. That's a, a good attitude to have. Uh, now, what? You grew up in New Brunswick, right? You must have had some cold weather, or, or did you get out on the outdoor rink and play when you were freezing sometimes? Yeah, we had. Uh, yeah, we had uh, not the, not quite the uh, extremes that you guys are experiencing, but definitely when I was in college. Um, you know, touching the, that minus 40 area on uh, a regular basis, especially with that wind chill is something I'm quite familiar with. And uh, although I do miss my college days, that's uh, one part of it that I could say I could go without. Right. Okay. Well, thanks for checking in tonight uh, for the Bakersfield Condors. Uh, you guys had, had won a couple in a row, uh, didn't get the result on uh, Tuesday against Iowa, but you're you're right in the thick of it. And, you know, last year you guys had that incredible winning streak that propelled you into the playoffs. Tell me a little bit just about the, the journey this season with some younger players and, and your second year under Woodcroft as head coach. Yeah, well, um, you know, last year I think it, it's kind of one of those things that kind of reminds me when I came into Edmonton um, for my first year. It was the year after they, uh, you know, made the playoffs and uh, lost to, I, I think it was Anaheim in the divisional championship. But, um, you know, there's been a lot of like reflection and kind of uh, references back to last year and the success we had. And um, although there wasn't like a huge turnover in our in our roster and in our uh, in our lineup, the guys that we did lose, there was uh, you know, um, Goss, DC, Callahan, Stanton, those guys. They're uh, you know older guys that have uh, experience. Some guys more at college level than junior level, and um, you know the guys that we replace them with, they're full of talent and. You know high prospects but uh you know this league's a tough league it's uh not something that you can just jump into and kind of take over and i think there's been a little bit of a maturity process that um we've had to go through as a team just to you know learn how to be prepared every night to you know to execute at a high level and i think we're starting to turn that uh turn that corner and really starting to see some consistency in our team game and um you know woody's always preached, preached about the process and uh you know, I think that's something that we, we take a lot of pride in and it's starting to really show in our game. Well, one thing that's interesting is that several players who were Condors for at least some period of time this season are, are now with the Edmonton Oilers. Bear, Jones, Lagason, and Yamamoto, a recent call-up, and he's been doing really well on a line with, with Dreisaitl and Nugent Hopkins. And I talked to Kyler today, Brad, and he called you one of the best veterans I've ever played with, and he gave you a lot of credit for just showing him about life off the ice and preparation and, and those types of things. When you, when you hear that Kyler's talking about you that way, how does that make you feel? Well, I paid him to say that, so obviously he should be telling you guys that. But, <laughs> there we uh, go. <laughs> yeah. No, we're uh, actually we're roommates on the road, and uh, we're actually we live in the same neighborhood here in Bakersfield. So, um, you know, we spend a lot of time together away from the rink, um, not just at the rink and on the road. So, um, we've we've gotten to become good friends, and uh, you know, I guess when you turn thirty, I guess guys think the, that you know a little more than they do, but it's been. Uh, no, it's been a good friendship, uh, you know, just that we've kind of created over the last couple of years. And then, 
um, this year, getting to spend a lot more time together. It's been, uh, you know, he's a great person and a great guy to be around. And then, uh, you know, he's got tons of talent. Um, so, you know, when you see, you see him get an opportunity, like, you know, they gave him at Edmonton, uh, you know, these past few weeks and him kind of really take uh, advantage of it and you know, put himself in a great position. It's, you know, it's something that, you know, we talked about and we, we knew he was going to get that opportunity, but I'm happy to see that he's, uh, you know, making the most of it and uh, finding some success. He also said that you told him, Kyler, I'd love to see you again, but I hope I don't see you again when, when he got called up to the Oilers. Do you remember that conversation? Yeah, well, I was hoping I'd get in my own room on the road, but uh, that didn't happen either. So I guess I'm going to have to just try and get the next guy that I'm living with to get back up there and hopefully maybe negotiate that in my next contract that I can uh, get in my own room. But, uh, yeah, I think we kind of – I think it was – I don't know when it was. It might have been like a Friday or something. We were playing, and he uh, picked me up before the game, and I was like, did you bring your passport? And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you're going to get – there were some things going on that we kind of knew with uh, waiver wires and uh, transactions and whatnot. And I was like, well, if anyone's going, it's going to be you. So just uh, make sure you're ready. I think he had like one and one or one and two or something that night. And then uh, sure enough, after the game, uh, he got the news. So it's uh, I'm happy for him. And uh, it's been uh, it's been different without him. But, um, yeah, I, I kind of assumed that that was going to be the situation. Brad Malone from the Bakersfield Condors joining us tonight at Inside Sports, telling you a little bit about his relationship with Kyler Yamamoto. For, for I mean, you mentioned you, you turned 30 in the last uh, in the last calendar year, and and I I've always you've always struck me in the conversations we've had that you know you're you're a good team guy, you're willing to do whatever it takes, and in this case that might include mentoring or showing younger players the way a little bit. Will you are you more of a lead by example guy, or might you pull a, a guy aside for a conversation and say, uh, "Hey, you know, maybe you've been doing this, but but now you got to try to to do it to this level." How, how do you approach that? Yeah, I'm more of a you know a lead by example and more. I mean, it's not. I don't. I don't want to be the type of guy that seems like I'm. I'm trying to create a relationship with a person to, you know, make myself be a mentor and try and like you know create that situation whereas I can you know take some success or some credit for his success it's more if you you know if you're a good teammate you just want to get to know everybody on a on a level outside of just you know x's and o's and you know systems play so um i've just always tried to be a good teammate in in that sense and be a good friend and then uh you know i I like to talk so you know if a conversation comes up obviously there's some highs and lows that uh you know come with every season and then you know i just try to use my experience as uh you know, talking points just to kind of be like, you know what, I've, I've been there, I've been in those shoes. At one point, you know, I was a, a prospect that was in the minors and trying to, you know, figure my way into a lineup and, you know, you know, carve out a role on a team. And I just try to use that experience just to give them kind of a, you know, a tunnel to look down and just kind of explain to them that it's, you know, it's very common and a lot of people have done this before. So just, you know, trust the process and enjoy it as much as you can because, uh, you know, eventually you will be 30 and you'll be looking back and you, know, you want to be on the right side of it. And hopefully that, uh, you know, what you want out of your career is, uh, you know, what you're looking at. Yamamoto also mentioned that you and he golfed together and he said, no doubt about it, you're the better golfer. Was he being modest or you got to accept that title? <laughs> I, well, I, may, I might have a little advantage off the tee, but uh, he's in the all-hands team, him and Benson, those guys, uh, on the ice and on the golf course. So they're... Uh, yeah, they uh, and they keep you young. It's been fun to hang out with those guys. Um, 
know, there a lot of them were under, you know, under drinking age. And like I said, us living in the same neighborhood, there's been a lot of Saturdays with Sundays off or instead of, you know, most commonly, like in my past, you know, you go to a, a bar or whatever and kind of, you know, take the edge off. But, you know, we've just been getting together at uh, each other's houses and playing games in the backyard. Yeah, I was a big uh, washer task guy, so he's been giving me a couple of free lessons on that uh, avenue as well. All right. Well, and I'm glad you brought up uh, Tyler Benson because there's a lot of anticipation. Maybe he's the next guy called up. Obviously not your decision, but a little bit about Tyler as a teammate and what you see from him. Does he look like a player like many Condors this season that, that might be ready to step into the Oilers lineup and make an impact? Yeah, I think, I mean, you know, he uh, he's one of those players where if the more you watch him and the more, you know, you're around him, the more you appreciate his... Uh, you know, just his hockey IQ and his, uh, you know, awareness on the ice. He's got a, a real knack with the puck. He, uh, he's one of the best distributors I've ever played with. He has, uh, you know, really, really sharp, uh, like a hockey IQ sense. And it's, you know, he's one of those guys that when he's going to play, he's going to want, you know, he's going to benefit from playing with other good players and he's going to make them better around him. So it's, uh, I think he's ready to make that step. Obviously there's, uh, you know, just the way it is, I guess, if you're, if you're a right-handed shot, you probably have a little op- more opportunity on the uh, top six in our organization right now. But, um, you know, Benny's been doing a lot for us down here. He's, you know, been a consistent offensive guy. And, you know, he's just like Yamo. He's another one of those young guys that uh, he's a great teammate and he enjoys the game. And it's uh, fun to be his teammate and go to battle with him every night. Right on. Well, Brad, it's always great to catch up with you. Hope to see you soon. I, obviously, you're doing a great job there with the Condors, and who knows what the future holds as well. Thank you so much for checking in tonight at Inside Sports. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. That is Brad Malone and finding a way to have an impact on the Edmonton Oilers, even though he is in the AHL with the Bakersfield Condors. Pretty big influence on Kyler Yamamoto and on Tyler Benson as well, and some uh, some praise there for Tyler Benson and the type of player he is. I think we are going to see Benson on the Edmonton Oilers roster in February. Maybe even he gets a call up right at the end of January coming out of the All-Star break. I certainly think they, they have to take a look at him. They have to reward him for the work he's put in. And I think there's reasonable expectation that he can at least be somewhat production in the NHL, given what we've seen from other players coming up from the Condors this season. The question that I have is where does Benson really fit? Because he's probably more of a second-line type player. Well, right now, the second line is Drysettle, Nugent Hopkins, and Yamamoto. The first line, when Cassian's not suspended, is McDavid, Cassian, and Neal. Five-on-five, maybe Benson would be better than Neal, but I don't know if you're in a spot here where you want to quote-unquote demote Neal necessarily to a third-line role. So do you bring up Tyler Benson and you get the most out of him if he's playing with some combination of Nygaard, Shea, Patrick Russell, Gagne, Haas, Chason, or Kara? Probably not, though I do think Benson can be uh, a little bit more of a you-know-what disturber than maybe people give him credit for. I have heard that about his game with the Bakersfield Condors. So, you know, maybe he could be somewhat of a third liner and uh, then a player who who pushes up if needed or, or is certainly there in, in a top six role next season. That's what you hope as we move along. 780-496-0063 is how you can call us or text us. Vic says Brad Malone is a true professional. Good to have that sort of a quality person in the Oilers organization. 
Russ says, hey, Reed, do you think it makes a difference to Smith that he came in because Koskinen was sick versus coming in because your partner isn't playing well? Good question. I don't think so. I think Smith just wanted to play. Yeah, any goaltender in the NHL is going to say he wants to play every game, even though he knows it's not a possibility. I just think Smith stayed ready. He kept working through the, the down times, and he got an opportunity to play, and he's, he's made the most of it. I, I don't think the exact circumstances of how he got in really made a huge difference. Jay Bueller says, how many coaches have been fired this season? How many of those are coaching again already? Uh, I don't think I missed anybody here. I, th- I got seven. Babcock fired in Toronto. Montgomery fired by Dallas. DeBoer fired by San Jose. Hines fired by New Jersey. Gallant fired by the Knights. Uh, Peters fired by Calgary. And uh, Laviolette fired by Nashville. So that's seven. And DeBoer and Hines are working again. So seven fired, two already once employed. It's been a crazy year for coaches in the National Hockey League. Flames leading the Maple Leafs. Derek Ryan has the goal in that game. You will get the full scoreboard after the 7 o'clock news and weather. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. 780-496-0063 is how you can call us or text us. Kellen, you never know what's going to show up on the text line. I Uh-oh. have no idea what prompted this. Uh, if, if, if maybe this something on Inside Sports prompted this person to send this in maybe maybe this was intended for a show earlier in the day mm-hmm. maybe this person meant to text this to somebody else and wound up texting our station i'm not going to read the whole thing but we have a quote i believe it's a it's a quote from rambo oh or it's it's the, at the very least it's about john rambo the character right which is pretty isn't there another rambo movie coming out last blood i believe so yeah gone yeah i think it's i think it's coming out sometime i, I think this year, it's right? coming out this year yeah Boy, Stallone has done a lot with that character. i got to hand it to him. He's done a lot with his old franchises over the past five or six years. Rocky's still going in the form of the Creed movies. Right. I still have to see Creed 2. The first Creed was quite good. Mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan's an excellent actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been, I don't even know how many Rambo movies. There was what, there was, so there was First Blood. Then there was uh, Rambo First Blood Part 2, I think was the full title. And then right. it was Rambo 3. And then wasn't there a Rambo 4 or some other Rambo movie? And now, is this the fifth Rambo? I would think it's the fifth, Saying yeah, Rambo over right. and over again sounds really funny. I think this is the fifth Rambo. There'll be a Rambo expert out there that will know all the names. Sure. And then there was Rocky, uh, what, there was Rocky 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Right. And then there was Rocky Balboa. Mm-hmm. And was that it? Then there were the, then the two Creed movies? Then we're into the Creed um Series, the I Creed guess. series, which yes. will go on for forty years, and then they'll be Creed will have, then it'll be like Rocky's dog will be the next one or something like that. <laughs> well, what I'm just saying. No, I, I, I'm with ideas. you, hundred percent. And yet, there's only one Demolition Man. Come on, what's wrong with people? Well, didn't Stallone? Didn't he make what were those the Expendables movies? Did he yes. write those? Yeah. Direct one or two of them? Direct yeah. all of them? Yeah. Yes, ever you're just saying yes. Well, to no, I'm. Didn't Rambo do a, a, the, the Expendables were a thing he was is, doing. Yes, isn't Stallone doing Hamlet? Yep, yep, I, yep. 
All right, what's the text? <laughs> he should do Stallone as Rambo as Hamlet. That would be pretty good. That'd be awesome. All right. Anyway, uh, I, I appreciate that text message from this uh, this individual. Maybe that's going to be their thing. Texting in about movies to inside sports. Quarterback Trevor Harris. Some thoughts on head coach Scott Milanovic. A look ahead to this weekend's NFL Conference Championship games and what's he doing with his off-season training. Last off-season, Trevor Harris took tap dancing to help with his mobility in the pocket. What might he be working on this off-season? He will fill you in. And Mike Johnson, former big league pitcher, with his thoughts on the Major League Baseball sign-stealing scandal centered around the Houston Astros. That is all coming up in the next hour of the show. 6.30 Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.